0: Have you ever been at work on a slow day, bored, just find yourself staring at the person with the most seniority, who's been at the company the longest, and thought, man, I don't wanna be that person. If you have, you're not alone. Millions of people around the world hate their job, but only a small percentage actually decide to do something about it. Today's guest is one pick from that small bunch. Jordana Prasad is a sketch comedy producer whose drive is to create a space for people of Caribbean culture in mainstream theater. After spending a year working in law, she had the, this ain't it for me, thought, and ended up on a wild ride she could never have imagined. So let's talk self-discovery with Jordana Prasad. Jordana,
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm great. Good, um, good. I'm glad you were able to make it. We're gonna have some fun. i i I don't
1: come to the Bronx often, but you know.
0: Why not? Like, what you got against the Bronx? Hold you on. I'm from Queens. You know. You
1: just changed the whole conversation I have a please, now. You know.
0: <laughs> nah, I don't go to Queens either. It's <laughs> See? crazy. See? It's it's nothing against Queens either. It's just I haven't had a reason to go out there yet. Like I had one friend that that lives in Queens, mm-hmm. and then like she got busy with what she was doing. I got busy with what I was doing. So we just kind of like lost touch. And I really don't have a reason to go to Queens. I mean, there's a bridge, too. There's, like, a bridge, guys. There's a bridge, We gotta yo. pay to see you, okay? Is crazy. So, crazy. Um, so, you're here because you do sketch comedy, you do theater productions, and we really want to learn about what drives you to do that. So, like, what is some crazy... What, what really brought you to decide, like, this is what I want to do for my life? Like, this is the most fun thing I could do.
1: Okay, so... It starts way back when, (laughs) Um, I was in college, and uh, I went to criminal justice, John Jay. Okay. So I was studying law, and uh, I took theater classes. I took theater classes. While you were studying. Yeah, I okay. took, and I did Medea and I did a few things. And I was like, all right, cool, but then, you know, life and stuff, you gotta. <laughs> society says. That damn, you life is always life. getting in the way. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's better to get, you know, a job, a career, a profession. So I did paralegal studies. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer, because that's what society tells you to do become a lawyer, a doctor. Or, CPA. Well, then I worked for lawyers, and I really, really hated it. <laughs> I hated working what for What did it. you hate about it? Paperwork. That's the first question. What Paperwork. did you hate Paperwork. I, well, And I hate to sit at a desk from 9 to 5. I'm like, yeah, i got to be here for eight hours of my life and sit here and do nothing? All right, so then that happened. And then um, I got sick. I got really sick. And I couldn't uh, walk sometimes. And it was really hard for me to do things. But um, when I started getting better, I decided, OK, This is what I'm going to do. But before I got sick, I actually took two years conservatory school, acting conservatory school.
0: So you went to law school, like you did your paralegal. Yeah. And then you also went to conservatory school. Yeah. you did like six years of school. (laughs) That's <laughs> a lot of time in well, school. Well, no, I
1: didn't do law school. I never went to grad. Never went to grad. Okay. I did. I did part of my MBA. I did an MBA, but and I never. And you did part of your MBA. Yeah, but you I never. Just all went, over the place. Yeah, you know, life, man, life. But I never did a grad school. I did do part of my MBA, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to theater school, and I was going to a bunch of theater schools for a while, but nothing really kind of hit. Like, you know, it was just like, okay, this is cool, but this method's not working for me. And this is a time I didn't even know about method acting and, you know, Meisner and all these things. So I was like, okay. Then I went to see a casting director. And the lady who, uh, what's it called? She's like, she organized it. She's like, oh, if you want to go to school, go to this conservatory. So I went to William Esper Studios. And I think that changed my life. I don't think. I know. (laughs) That was the moment. Those two years changed my life.
0: Why do you think that that was?
1: It just it it clicked. Whatever I needed to know about acting just clicked. It I don't, I don't know. It's the teacher. He's just he was he's really good. He still teaches. He's just he just made things click. And there weren't like. Oh, my God, but it was torturous the first year. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't do, you don't do scripts. You don't do, you got no scripts for a year. What? No, yeah, there are no scripts for That sounds free. mad
0: counterproductive for an acting
1: class. You, you like, think <laughs> that. You do. You
0: I do. do, like, I 100% you, think that that is you counterproductive. You that.
1: <laughs> there's just there's these activities, like, you know, he'll give you a, like, this phone, and he'll be like, fix it. You know, if you have some you have to create a, a a a rush thing that something needs to be done right away. and You got to fix it and you have to react. You have to react as like as though you got to fix this phone because there's going to be a bomb in this building. And if you don't fix this phone, this bomb's going to go off. And he just taught you how to react to certain situations. Mm. And then the second year, you realize what he was teaching you because now we did scripts. Got it. And we understood like how this the how imagination this, Yeah, comes how together. this correlated. I'm like at least your aha moment. Like, oh, I get mm. it. So that happened. Um, I did a few films because my cousin directed some stuff. And then um, I got sick. That's when I really got sick. Stopped. And it wasn't until um, last year I started doing sketch writing. But everything has timing. Everything, everything has, has timing. Everything <laughs> has timing, yeah. It's
0: interesting because like, a lot of people are sitting at home right now. They're probably sitting at work right now watching this and going, I hate this job. Okay. Right? So like, what... Did you find within yourself that you was just like, This is not it? This is this is not it. Oh my god. I just I was
1: really depressed at work and I'm like, it's it's just horrible and I was like, I hated it. But I didn't not like the people I worked for. I really like the people I worked for. I, I I I didn't dislike them or anything. It's just that I hated the job itself. And it's funny I work for them now part time because like I said, everything has God has his perfect timing and he mm-hmm. worked it so perfectly now that I can work for them on my schedule. Oh wow. On my schedule and still do my shows and do my other part time job with liquor promotions and still writes for sketches and stuff. That's pretty awesome. So I think my best advice if what if I had only known what I know now is always <laughs> even if you work nine to five, yeah. give yourself one hour of something that you do enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Even if it's one hour and and that's it. Like just because your mindset will change. It will change. Like, okay, this is my survival job but I still am working towards something.
0: And I get to do this fun yeah. thing every day. Yeah.
1: So and, I, still, and, and slowly by slowly, you'll be like, okay, I'll put two more hours in, I'll put three. And then eventually, yeah, the job will still be a hindrance, but it won't feel as such a, as a prison. You won't yeah. feel like the job is so much as a prison. Because I feel know. like
0: most people feel that way. Like, people who is. have a regular <laughs> job. Yeah, <laughs> it like, is. Working is pretty much paid yeah. jail. Like, they're yeah. just giving you a little bit of money, especially if you work minimum wage. Like, I look at reports all the time, and I'm just thinking, like, Knowing knowing how I live life, right? Like, I can't work $15 an hour. Oh my God. That wouldn't, it would not be possible. Well, who in like, New York <laughs> can
1: survive on it? Literally, who in New York could survive on it? Right, who
0: can it? survive on that, right? Yeah. And I look at other people I know and I'm just like, how how would you survive on fifteen dollars an hour? Like that's not physically possible. Yeah. Right. Even at twenty dollars an hour, that's not realistically possible. I in need my like
1: head. a thousand. Yeah. Walk in a like, yeah. <laughs> and a closet. I don't know about you. I need a fat
0: check once a month. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah. And I need a penthouse. I'm working on that. You know, I'm working on the penthouse.
0: Dope. dope. By Central so Park. Now you by Central Park.
1: <laughs> I have locations. You gotta you gotta dream big. You, you gotta gotta think envision big. it. Yeah. Because you're gonna yeah. start manifesting it. Yeah.
0: It's interesting how everybody has their own way of looking at how the world works.
1: I right? mean. They've been doing that, they've been writing it down too in the Bible, like, and he's like manifested. They even say in the Bible to do that, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. so it's, it's gold, it's old as time, it's as old, <laughs> as old, as time. As old as time, as old as time.
0: So, I, I had the privilege of meeting you, working with you it's on class, a sketch um Jesus. show that you did,
1: <laughs> had my
0: thunder thighs out, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but. What's it like producing that? Because like, I, I can imagine. I know that for me, just as an actor in it, I was like, oh, this is mad work. Like, this oh is God. a lot going on right now. Mm. So what, what is that like?
1: It's fun and unfun at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it really is fun and unfun. <clears throat> you have to, it's stressful, but it's really, when the product is there, it's really enjoyable. I would say the last show I did, I enjoyed it the most because I got to watch it. All the other shows I never got to watch. I never got to sit in the audience and see some of it. At least this time I got to see. Yeah, because this of time you,
0: you didn't have a role. You were just, I just did one yeah. sketch
1: and that was it. But I had a role with everything else. Our director left to go to like, he left to go to the Caribbean while we were doing a <laughs> while car- we are doing a, a sketch Caribbean about the sketch. Caribbean. <laughs> so I had to I did partial writing. I did the stage direction. I did some of the tech, you know, and this was like insane. And then we did and I did props in the back. But it was, I did, it's, it's fun. I want to <laughs> say that. it's fun, and I love it, but the process can drive you a little crazy doing I can it. Imagine. It's, it's, and then when you get to it, it's like, oh, okay, this is fun. Like, up to last night, I had started considering, should I not do it, should I not do the next show, wait a little bit, but then one of our act fellow actors sent me a video of the, the, the last sketch. Yeah. And I watched it, and then I watched us dancing, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to put myself through this san- insanity again because I really do love this insanity as much as I'm saying it's insane. I love it.
0: Isn't that amazing? Like, when you find that thing that you love, you're willing to do way more work than you yeah. would at the thing you hate, right? Like, I worked, I worked in tons of companies, like, all around the world, and every company, like, there was a part of the job I hated, and I was like, I, don't, I can't be here because I hate this part of the mm-hmm. job, right? But then I work on stuff like this. And there's parts of this shit I hate, too. But yeah. I'm like, no, nah, this is amazing. Like, yeah, we're just, <laughs> just going to get through this part that I hate and keep it moving. Especially
1: <laughs> the finished product. The finished product yeah. is like, you're like, okay, now, all that work, here we go. Here's the finished product. And this is a show that we're trying to expose Caribbean people because we really don't have a platform. Yep. And I said it on the show. We're in... Basements in Brooklyn and basements in Queens. And don't get me wrong, I love me some basements. I love a basement party. I love a basement show. But, you know, like the song Jamaicans, we have a song, broader than Broadway. We need to be on Broadway. Exactly. Like, why are we in, subjected to these little places? And I'm like, and we don't. We don't have we don't. any platforms. Well, I mean, you're building ha- one now. Yeah, now we're So low.
0: what does that feel like to know that, what you're working on now, right, it may not it may not reap the rewards of being the biggest platform, mm-hmm. but it has 100% sparked, like, the possibility for other people to start a platform, yes. right? Like, people, for example, actors that started off wanting to be a part of the show, and then they dropped out last minute, like, they now have the potential to, to go out and do it themselves, because yeah. they saw that you were able to do it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting, because when I, the, the premise for doing Caribbean shows uh, was because I basically didn't see any Caribbean people when we did... Shows and I'll tell you, <laughs> I went to a, a, I went to an improv show, and they did a, they did their improv thing, and then they said somebody mentioned, uh, what was it, Antigua, Antigua, mm. and he's like, oh, I got my degree from Antigua, and he's like, what Mickey Mouse place is this? And I was like, wow, people really don't that's know crazy. about the, but I can't, I didn't well, follow him. Mickey
0: Mouse plays I didn't follow him because America. he
1: didn't know. Yeah. But then that island has the best American school for uh, medicine. Wow. And, it was, <laughs> and it's so funny. They said, that in their, so <laughs> they said that in their improv sketch. Like what Mickey Mouse college did you go to? A degree from Antigua. And I'm like, wait a minute, but they have the biggest medical school, the best that's American crazy. medical school in the Caribbean islands. And I'm oh like. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe we need to educate a few people yeah. about the Caribbean. And I do. I really enjoy it, and I enjoy the actors that come in and do it, because they also do things on their own. Like, one of our actors, uh, uh, he does, like, he's Jamaican, man. He's, like, a Jamaican from Jamaica. Like, you know, he might be too Jamaican for our show, okay? <laughs> he might be too. He might be too he Jamaican. Jamaican our, but he does all these shows. He does all these shows now, and it's, it's really good. He was doing it before, too, but I think now... He it's known that you know like he can be that Jamaican guy in the in another show yeah Yeah. and not just be the average minority that's there.
0: What I what I really liked well one of the things that I was really in love with like I'm big on human behavior human interaction so one of the things that really like made me stick to being a part of it was the people you brought together. I mean like everybody at the table was at a different skill level acting a different career passion like everything about that whole group was like real life you know what I mean? like there, were, <laughs> there were people there who had nine to fives there were people there who were doing this for a living there were people there who don't even want to act we had, a lawyer,
1: <laughs> we had a lawyer and a pole dancer there yeah <laughs> like, like what is going on um
0: <laughs> so I mean, how is how do you do that like how do you connect with people in a way where you you can get them to commit to something honestly of that on, scale i go
1: on vibes i go on vibes. vibes i go on vibes what does that mean to you i you know i I'm really faithful. I'm all about Jesus, so (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm really faithful, and I really feel like uh, the actors that come to the show or that are in the show, the ones that don't belong, generally weed themselves out. I never have to be like, "Oh, you don't fit this." Like they, they really do weed themselves out of the show, and I never, and I do like having different skill sets because when I started, I was, I had no skill set. Use a paralegal. <laughs> <laughs> I had no skills. I had you know, even coming to do this first sketch show, I had ideas and visions, but I worked at a table with people that had different vision and I went along with their vision for the first show. And though while the first show was a success and they were they are of higher skill set, it wasn't my vision. vision. So the second show became more of what I envisioned the show to be. So it is good to work with different skill sets because you are seeing um, people that are so good at what they do, and this is great for what they do. So I'm like, okay, they'll be good at this part because they know this so well. Yeah. But even if you have somebody who's just done acting yesterday and came in, it's not to say I can't put that person in a, a, a timid role or like a role where they're going to be nervous. I yeah. can use their nervousness or their lack of in a part. and that And that helps them grow as well. Wow.
0: I've never thought about it like that. You're right. You could write a role for someone who in the role should be nervous and timid and then put in someone who's like new to this yeah, and is naturally going to be nervous and timid yeah. and then they're going to get tons of great feedback about how well they played the role just for being themselves and it's going to encourage them to like- And
1: then they're not going to be timid and then they're gonna have to look for a new timid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> person. Because then they're going to be skilled. Yeah, then they're going to
0: be skilled and, and prepped. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. And another thing that I really loved about it, and this was, a, this was something that I talked to a lot of my friends about like in depth. You you push this as a Caribbean show, right? Yeah. Most of the time when I show up to a Caribbean show, it's like they're saying Caribbean, but they're really like, this is a Dominican show. <laughs> or this is a Jamaican <laughs> show. You know what I mean? It's not it's not so much Caribbean as like the vast mix of what Caribbean means. Mm-hmm. It's just this is an island in the Caribbean, so we're gonna make this show entirely about that. But Caribbean is a stronger catchword than Dominican show. Yeah. So like we're gonna use that. But with your show, it was really a Caribbean show, like the first role you gave me, you told me to do a Jamaican accent, and I was like, yeah, nah.
1: <laughs> yeah, nah man. nah, man. nah, nah. Select us. Like, not. A, like, I this. my
0: Jamaican friends are gonna cut me to life. Bro. Like, I but
1: can't. that's acting, man. That's acting. You gotta be Jamaican tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like no way. Um, but then you brought people in that had fluent Jamaican accents. Like they sounded amazing, and you had Trinidadians and mm-hmm. you had Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and it was amazing. So like that, that in itself is something fascinating. Like that. That's a hunt. That's a hunt? That's a
1: hunt. (laughs) You know, we have, we do have a lot of, we have the largest parade in the United States. The amount of people that come to the West Indian Parade, more than any other parade in the United States. Wow. But yet, it's still a hunt to find actors and performers in New York.
0: What do you think causes that? Like, I know we talked a little bit about how society changes, like, your view on life, right? Like, you automatically, like, most people, by the time you're in high school, first year of high school, you already know, like, gotta find a job got to get educated, got to figure these things out, got to, like, it's it's all these, like, little things you're supposed to do, but mm-hmm. there's no real pathway to any of it. Yeah. Like, how do you think that that impacts people as far as wanting to be actors?
1: Or just a little being entertainment, yeah, yeah, entertainment, creative. It is. impacts it a lot, you know? I think, I, especially, like, I'm first generation here. My parents are born in Trinidad. So, they're, the first thing is like you know they came. To wait, this- you're from Trinidad? Yeah.
0: Yo, this whole time I thought you were Dominican. Oh
1: my God! <laughs> my God. What is going on here? Ugh.
0: That's amazing. I was like, wait a second, Trinidad.
1: <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs>
0: uh, oh know, man. Like, I got a lot
1: of islands. I live in New York. That's I amazing. Love the Caribbean. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. You know, All right. <laughs> I love me some plantains and I love me some doubles and roti. <laughs> <laughs>
0: roti. That was my favorite word of the show. I learned something new that day. I was like, Roddy? He was like, nah, nah, nah Roti." Everybody looked at me. No, up, no, Roti, I was like, my Roti. fault, my fault, guys, my fault. <laughs>
1: Roti. Roti. And there's two types. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of, but bus up shot.
0: Bus up shot. And dalpuri. What does that mean?
1: Bus up shot is just like a how do I define this? It's like, like you know how a tortilla is, but it's it's just all mashed up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has it doesn't have that texture, but it doesn't have like uh, grainy stuff in it. And while dalpuri has like lentil peas and stuff, it's more of a grainy. Wow. We got we got a Caribbean size deal. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do
0: because I'm Dominican as hell. <laughs> like, we, we Car- my whole Caribbean experience is Dominican. We're,
1: we're Caribbeanizing one of the white girls on the show. Like she wants to, she wants to eat aki and saltfish. She wants to try everything. So we're, she should. We're going she out caribbean Caribbeanizing Christina. Wow, <laughs>
0: Christina was awesome too. Yeah. Like, she was she was super dope. Um, I met her boyfriend too. Like, cause he does music stuff. And oh
1: yeah, David. Yeah,
0: so that was really cool. Yeah, like you had a really diverse cast. <laughs>
1: That's our hunt, and like I was saying, because I'm first generation here, you know, I think my parents brought the mentality of Trinidad here, but I kind of tell them, like, if you wanted us to be like Trinidad, you should have had us in Trinidad, like, you can't have us here and and have the same mentality, but I do believe still, as first generations, I do, we still go in the process of we have to work, we have to find a career, because our parents came here as immigrants, and they want to give us a better life and to give us a better life and their understanding is you go to school you become a doctor you become a lawyer you become this a CPA you do those things yeah so they're like i didn't come to this country and for you to go act, <laughs>
0: act? to go to go act? <laughs> act do you even get paid for that
1: like, <laughs> you know th- this is not how they they look at things so and i know you know
0: which is crazy to me because in In our culture, like what I've seen for Caribbeans, like we love watching movies. We're dramatic. We love watching
1: movies. We are dramatic. (laughs) You guys have novellas. We are dramatic. Yeah, they watch
0: novellas all day long, right? Like every version of Caribbeans Mm -hmm. watch novellas. But yet, the idea of somebody that they know closely wanting to be in a novella is completely absurd.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And they're like, why? You know, you want to act? You don't want to be a doctor? Yeah. You don't want to be a lawyer? You don't want to be a doctor like your cousin? No, I want to no. be
0: the person that you want to watch every day of the week yeah. at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. No matter what's happening, everybody got to shut up so you can watch me. They,
1: like, <laughs> and I think it's harder in New York City, too, because New York City is a hustle. Yes. So our, our parents came here, and they hustle. And the the city's still a hustling city, so they're also fear that we might end up like them because we have not pursued things that they think we should pursue, so we don't end up struggling so much. But I think it's changing now. I think you're seeing that the entertainment industry, it's not changing 100%, but I think the mindsets for millennials are helping change that.
0: That's true, and it's going to sound crazy. I've been worried about that. Cause I feel like it's changing too much to the other side. I mean, now. Yeah, the pendulum is like, swinging yeah, too like, far. Yeah, I like you cannot walk down the street without bumping into like nine out of ten people you bump into walking on the street are in some sort of creative form. Yeah. Right? like I was looking at my Facebook the other day and and I had a, a small epiphany of sadness because I was like, wow, I'm about to be 30, and I have like one doctor, one lawyer, and like one accountant that I know on Facebook, <laughs> and I have like three thousand friends, like people that I actually interact with regularly, mm-hmm. but they're filmmakers. They're writers, they're musicians, they're actors, they're creatives. I don't have people who just do business, yeah. <laughs> and I, that was really weird to like realize that.
1: I mean, it's not a sad thing. I think that I, I personally, if I could go back to school, I would study acupuncture. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. Like, I, if right now, if I pay off all my debts, the struggling actor, <laughs> <laughs> pay off all my debts, I would go. I, I'd probably be on like the 20-year plan to study acupuncture because I want to still pursue my my passion. This yeah. Time but I, I would go back i don't see any i don't Why see acupuncture any, because when i was sick that was all that helped me oh wow so i would that's love the... to study it and give back because Man. i was very fortunate to have people treat me for free and help me out when and so i was like i would love to go back and study it and go to countries that can't afford it and help them that's something i would do it's like my pay it forward but yeah. really just something i i really would do and pay off all my debts. I would go back. Like I said, I'd be on the 20 year plan. I might be helping them out when I'm 90, yeah. but I'll be there helping them out. But I don't think there's anything wrong. I think that's the problem, that people are now going to this site like, well we can't do this and do this at the same time. It's true, you have a passion, yep. and you want to put all your energy into that passion. But you need money. Exactly. You need money. And when you got money, you got no time. I know it's all the thing. That's why I always said, if you're working the nine to five, put as time that you can put towards it. Yeah. Like even if it's an hour or two and then eventually it'll manifest on its own the more energy you put into it
0: see i think as much as i encourage people this is so counterintuitive but like i encourage people all the time this that like this show is part of that where like chase your dream chase mm-hmm. your passion do the thing that you always wanted to do right but then a part of me is like but people also got to be comfortable having hobbies right yeah. like if everybody's on stage who's in the audience you know what i'm saying if nobody's in the audience, then like none of us are getting paid. So it's like we all won the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> We're all getting me. a dollar. <laughs> We're all getting one dollar. You know? yeah. So finding that middle ground has really like been my, my focus lately is like, all right, if I meet somebody and they're super dope, right? They're super talented, they can draw like crazy, right? But am I supposed to encourage them to now, like, hey, stop being an accountant. You have an incredible talent in, in art and you should pursue that. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be way more fun, you'll love your life more, right? But what position am I putting them in with that? Right? Like now I'm telling you, like, yo, quit your six figure job Mm -hmm. and hopefully (laughs) this painting stuff will turn into six figures.
1: I mean, like I said, (coughs) it is, it is. I mean, initially something in you has to trigger you to make that step. You know, like, okay, I'm going to go out and quit my job and do this. Something in you has to trigger. But at the moment, right now, there's a lot of people, like I said, during the nine to five that have that passion, but not the. uh, What's the word I'm going to use? Maybe they don't have the courage yet to get up to their mm. boss, or or just be like, listen, I'm not doing this. I'm gonna take that leap of faith. And just me, the leap of faith, it's long and it's Yo, like, it's
0: the longest leap of all it's time. Long. Like, well, it's Long. It's more like a flight of faith. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know exactly when this plane is gonna crash. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Am I gonna have a life vest? <laughs> am I gonna yeah. crash in the ocean, or am I, I gonna mean, crash on the, the, the? I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, like I quit my when I I quit my nine to five job, and I you know I I. Did the two-year school and then i got sick and whatever but life has a funny way of working out i'm back there at that job on my own schedule and my own time and able to do this yeah so i think that everything just will you just have to know it's gonna work out but there's gonna be these crazy bumps along the way
0: what do you think was your trigger
1: oh my god what was my trigger i think when i was i must have prepped myself to quit like Two years in advance. How many conversations did you have uh, with yourself? Right? I fired like, That's my, it. Today's
0: the day. I <laughs>
1: fired myself from firing. From <laughs> <I'm laughs> quitting. I'm like, I how don't. How, how does that? Um, I don't know. One day, I was like, this. It's just, I got to do it. This it's either now or never. Now or never. Now or never. And I got up nervous as fuck, and I was like. I gotta quit, guys, I gotta quit, I, you know. Wow. And I, I did it, and then I cried. And I cried for like <laughs> a week. I got in my car and I cried. You and I made. Cried. I was like, did I make the right decision? Because this was also a job close to my house, super close to my house, um, really convenient. The bosses are so nice. If I ever need to take a day off, or I need to do anything, it never was like an issue. Yeah. So it was like, I'm quitting a sweet job, which most people would die to have. Exactly. And I'm here, I'm like, got to do something else. Also, the secretary next to me, she was their secretary long before. She quit, came to that, she worked somewhere else, came back. And then I look to the right of me, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't be her. I can't end up like her. Like, meaning in the sense, I can't be si- 70 sitting here yeah. being the same I was like, I- I- I'll always regret not quitting, you know. I'll always regret that in the sense, like, if I don't quit, I'm sure yeah. I get up in life. I'll be like, I'll regret the things I didn't do, so let me just do it.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Like I, I always ask people like, what was your trigger? Cause for me, um, I, even though like I lived between New York and Providence for mm-hmm. most of my life, um, it was probably like two years ago where I made the full decision to say, you know what? I need to be in New York full time. Like this back and forth thing is not working. I'm paying for two apartments. This doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense. So, Rhode Island, we out of here. I love you guys, but I'm off to New York, right? Um, But really, a lot of that decision was influenced by, like, turmoil that was happening within my family and friend groups, right? So, like, there was tons of arguments and relationship issues that were popping up. And I was having issues with my parents and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just... That moment, I was like, you know what? What am I doing here? Right? Like, I hate working in any of these companies, right? Like, I had already not been working for a year, so Mm -hmm. it was like I was already doing that. So... Just got up and literally, with just a backpack <laughs> and, and whatever I already had in this place <laughs> in New York, I was just like, We out. Hopped on a bus and just came down here and like never looked back. Wow. But even that leap of faith was terrifying, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, it's one thing to be paid in Rhode Island, right? Okay. Where like things are significantly cheaper, it's yeah. way easier to navigate, like, there's way less people, it's easier to be a celebrity. But then to come to New York, and like everything went up in price. That was the everything. first issue. I was like, whoa, 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 the money I was making in prov is not cutting it here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> so I had to go out and like, how do I find work now? Like what kind of work am I willing to do? Um, so I did brand ambassador stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. And even in those situations, I'd be standing there handing out flyers and thinking to myself like, wow, this is four hours of my life I'm never gonna get back. That I just stood here handing out flyers yep. to people who wanna punch me in the mouth for trying to <laughs> give them a flyer. <laughs>
1: But you know, to that, I did brand ambassador. When I quit my law firm job, and even though I was sick and stuff, I still had to make money. So I do brand. I still do brand ambassador. But I would say, whatever job you do, use, it, use your resources. When I started the first show, I, I mean, I do brand ambassador because it's a survival job, and I'm grateful for it, but it's not a profession I want. Yeah. But use your resources. We need a liquor. We need a liquor for the show.
0: That's true, and and you do liquor branding. Yeah, and stuff. we
1: need liquor. And I got, I talked to people, and they gave us liquor. They sponsored the show with liquor. Any place you work, even if it's passing out flyer, use it as a resource. If you're in an office, make copies. You gotta make copies. You gotta make copies. <laughs> You've <laughs> Gotta
0: print those flyers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Not even like, you gotta print them scripts. You gotta. Yeah, do it.
0: No, that's a fact. Cause yeah. I definitely uh, I had that realization. I went to print the script the other day. And it's like eighty pages or something that like that. That
1: FedEx, man. Yo, <laughs>
0: Staples was not playing with me. They was yeah. like, yeah, it's gonna be like 30, 40 bucks. So I was like, hey, yo, this is just a white piece of paper with my writing on it. Y'all should be privileged to print this for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely miss like being in a in a corporate environment where I could like, you know, it's not the right thing to do necessarily, no. but I could just go to the copy machine and print my thing. And I mean, call don't it a day. be an like,
1: excess. <laughs> don't go take right. it crazy yeah. and but I mean what I mean use your resources, use them in the sense of like Someone like you passing out flyers. Maybe this is your moment to tell people, hey, I have a show. Or exactly. it might be your moment to say, I'm producing a show. I need somebody. You look like the type that could be on my show. Always use those sort of resources. I mean, I, When I did the liquor, I was privileged. I was like, okay, we need liquor. Let me go talk to the reps that I work for. Maybe Absolutely. they'll throw a bottle in. Maybe they'll, And they did. They did. They threw a bottle in. And especially as Caribbean, I was like, can I get rum? Let me get rum. And then I took those resources, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm to get the people excited about the show yes so once the people were excited the first show we sold out and once they were excited I was like and then I, I looked at the crowd all right let me look at this crowd that showed up to this show we didn't have anybody from the sketch uh, the sketch world in our show we didn't have anybody from the improv world in our show and we didn't have any actors that came to see the show we had regular Caribbean people yeah. that just wanted to see the show so I'm like all right the show is the first show is cool but this is not the comedy that they came to see. Yeah. Let's go for the second show. Let's really hit home with more stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> more stereotypes. I'm a fan of
0: stereotypes, personally. Because I, just,
1: in, I don't think it's a bad it's, thing. It's not. In my opinion,
0: right? It's all about how you receive information, yeah. right? Because, like, if I make a stereotype joke amongst my friends who know me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no problem. But if you make a stereotype joke to somebody who's never met you, it's all in how they interpret it, right? Yeah. So if they're funny, like, if they're playful, it's not going to be an issue. But if they're a more serious, like, uptight person, they're going to take that offensive and now you're in a weird place. And that's why I think, like, stereotypes are not wrong. I mean, like, they're there for I a know reason. mad black people that I like watermelon. <laughs> Most of the Spanish people I know eat black. I know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> these are all real facts. It just so happens that it can be offensive
1: if yeah. you say that to people. But I also think <laughs> if you own it, if you own it, you yeah, can own it. Yeah, own it. it you know yeah, like you know. I think that's the one thing about it, you have to like own the things you do. Only things that Caribbean island people do. I'm I'm just I'm generalizing Caribbean people here and I'm just saying we have to own it. Jamaican restaurants don't ever have food. Let's keep it real. You know Jamaican <laughs> restaurants, they don't ever have food, alright? Minahara. Everything is minahara. How are you not ro- I went to one, I was like what about cabbage we ran out of vegetables I'm like how do you run out of vegetables how did you run out of vegetables <laughs> did run, when did
0: you run out of all vegetables is, is <laughs> the cabbage. real question there's like 30 grocery stores I around know. here
1: there's like <laughs> three West Indian markets next to you right now and all you guys serve is cabbage with your food cabbage and some carrots it's not like you have broccoli you don't have an extensive list of vegetables it's cabbage how did you run out of cabbage how did you run out of cabbage, like, you know how to cabbage. that's hilarious not today I was like all right
0: and, and grocery stores always got a cat sleeping somewhere. Yeah. Like, that's a Spanish thing. Any Spanish grocery store you walk into, there's going to be a cat sleeping somewhere.
1: And he's somewhere. the manager. Like, he <laughs> he's the she, manager. He or she is the he's manager. He's in charge. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> that's the head CPA.
1: <laughs> you know, it just it is what it is.
0: I like it. I like it. So,
1: especially, uh, in <laughs>
0: especially in the food service. Especially in the food service. So... What is your writing process like? right? Like you're not somebody, like you said you're not somebody who is like a writer per se, but you wrote a ton of amazing sketches that were like super fun to be a part of. So what's your process
1: for that? For that, for these shows in particular, it was vision. Okay. I didn't, like I said, the first show wasn't that I didn't I didn't. I liked the writing, but it wasn't my vision. And then I realized the actors I was working with or the writers I was working with, It was, when we have so many skill sets, we also had a different level of Caribbean also. Yes. We we had had very different levels of Caribbean. (laughs) We had two Jamaican, you know, we had not enough Jamaican. We had, um, you know, some that were not first generations, they were second generation, so they knew their, they knew their, (laughs) they know their culture, but not enough, some of them, not everybody. Like, I know
0: my culture, I'm not ingrained in my culture, Yeah. right? So, like, there are definitely things that a typical Caribbean person would say, and I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is the thing. Like, there was... I had this thing, but I, in, order to make, in order to make the show authentic, in my eyes, the vision that I had, I needed to give the... And looking at the audience that showed up, yeah. I was like, all right, well, the audience didn't really come to see this type of comedy. I mean, they came to see a comedy about Caribbean people, but this type of sketch comedy, they want something that's relatable to them. Yep. They want to see something that they can relate to. So I'm like, what can they relate to? All right, let's talk about the Guyanese mechanic shop. You know, you go in there for mm-hmm. one job and...
0: And somehow you got a zillion jobs. Yeah,
1: let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, barbers- the Jamaican barbershops.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's the, talk about- the Dominican salons. Yeah, let's
1: talk about that. Go to the Jamaican barbershop, you go in for that haircut, but you the guy's always talking, they're always talking, you never get the haircut. You never get
0: the haircut, <laughs> you're there for four hours you know, before you get your haircut. Let's <laughs>
1: talk about the things that... Let's talk about Jamaican restaurants. You know, you go there, Me mean, I that. Ran out of cabbage. I'm still really upset about the cabbage. They so Ran out of cabbage. <coughs> um, you felt that. That, yeah. that cabbage was, yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I get it if you ran out of oxtails. I can understand oxtail. Even though you shouldn't have run out of oxtail, but it's a really popular dish and you ran out of it. How do you run out of it?
0: Cabbage. Also, what time was it when they ran out?
1: It was like yeah, no, it's like you 2 p.m. Yeah, no,
0: that's craziness. You ran out of cabbage right at lunch 2 hour? 2
1: p.m. All right, 2 p.m. The girl with the hair nuts, she's like, I Mina, mean, how that? I was like, What do you mean you mean I that? There's a grocery right next door. You can't have that. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring you out of cabbage. I'll be right back. You can't have that. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah. what, was your, what would you say is your favorite? Uh, sketch and why from like the most recent show you did the
1: one that I, or yeah. any of
0: the shows you've done so like the one you, that
1: I wrote or ones that I've seen other people
0: just like. any of them that you felt like really resonated with you the most or like really embodied that vision for you.
1: Uh, all right, there was one that one of our directors wrote. He wrote the Guyanese mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. You know that one I liked. He came in the we had a white guy do it, but it was a Guyanese guy. Who came in to get his his um, his car fix, and he's like, "Yeah, I came in to get a light fix." He's like, "Yeah, the carburetor is not working." carburetor we have carburetors like he's like carburetors and he gave him a list of things of why it's not working he's like but I came in to get a light fix yeah <laughs> and so definitely that one uh I really liked uh, Usain Bolt save how Usain Bolt saved Christmas oh was. that was a fun one too and that's not even re- relatable in the sense it's, it's still outlandish but it had such when the writer wrote it I was like we have to add Jamaican pride into it so he wrote it yeah. as a skeleton and then I told the actor I was like give it real Jamaican pride so he was like no country could do it better. No Trini, no American, no this. No one could see Christmas besides a Jamaican. Yeah. So I like that it showed, it embodied the pride. I like the hookah sketch that we did in the second show, uh, which was uh, Dominicans and the...
0: Dominicans and hookah, baby. It was like a
1: hookah. <laughs> inter- it was a hookah. Smoking
0: hookah till I passed out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a hookah intervention.
0: Oh, that's hilarious! I wasn't there for that. I yeah. didn't see that. I need to see It was the videos a Huka intervention,
1: <laughs> and it was the writer was just she's she's amazing, and it was like one of her first sketches she ever wrote. Wow! And it just was such an amazing sketch, and it was it was really good. I really enjoyed that. And then we did a boxing sketch, which would have been so good for you to do. The <laughs> we did a boxing sketch against the Trinids against the Jamaicans.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's and, the, and all they ended up doing was dancing in the end, whining and just whining and, and whining and you know, oh
0: man. I can't remember his name, but less was it Ryan, Ryan Matt. Oh, our Ryan.
1: Our, our white boy with the yeah. tomato soul. Yeah.
0: Oh my lord. Oh, he said lord. Trini soul.
1: He said he had a Trini soul.
0: That guy was amazing. He broke like, it, <laughs> especially when he broke it down at yeah. the end and started singing. And I was just like, yo, I don't know the words to these songs, man. Like, <laughs> <I do. laughs> that is probably one of the most like amazing things for me. Whenever I'm a part of something that's cultural, mm-hmm. is seeing the people who are not from our culture completely embodied.
1: Yeah, like he
0: lived those he lived that moment like he was us.
1: Like- <laughs> he, he was like I met him at a bar. I I told a story on stage. I met him at a bar and he was just he was singing Red Bull in a room, but he said he was such soul. He sang it like he drank Ray and Nephew all day, every day. And he was just singing. And I like tapped his shoulder. Well, he was with a girl, and I didn't want to interrupt. I was like, oh, man. Let me see if he gets alone. And then I tapped him. I was like, listen, I'm not trying to, you know, your girlfriend. But I was like, are you Jamaican? (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, no, but it's in my soul. He's like, he's like, really, I'm Trini in my soul. I was like, okay. Uh, and
0: listen, he has every right to say that as far as I'm concerned. He my, gets my stamp of approval. He he's loves, invited to all the
1: barbecues. <laughs> I think he could Caribbeanize some of the people in the show. He for real. Loves, like, he loves the food. He loves the culture. He's like, I want to go to Carnival. I'm like, dude, you are like so perfect for this show. That was amazing. And he rolled up there, and I was, I was just like... And, you know, I did have backlash in the beginning of this when I first started a show of putting... Uh, white people in the show. Really? Yeah. I did have bad How did you deal with that? Um, well, I'm, the thing was, for me, I'm from here. I'm born and raised here, and I grew up with a whole bunch of diversity. So I never, while I know minorities are put in a, a lesser position than white people, I don't look at it as my opposition, and I also look at it, this is a culture.
0: Say that again for the people in the back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I They're not our
0: opposition, fam. Yeah. Like. There is not that type. There's not that type of confrontation. Yeah. It's not of me versus them. It's yeah. Like we inhabit the same space, and there's limited resources. Like things are not gonna work out always.
1: You're <laughs> not my opposition. Like yeah. you do what like you that. do, I do what I do. You can't be me. I can't be you. You're not an opposition to me. We can work together. We're not crabs in a barrel. And the way I looked at it was, um, because I come from, I, I'm in a diverse city like New York and I'm, I'm around multi-faceted people all the time. I have a culture. Mm-hmm. What is the point of keeping my culture just to my people? What is really, what is the point of that? Like I don't see the point of only me eating curry chicken and roti the same way I don't see the point of you only eating platinals. That's true. What is the point of that? I have this beautiful food, well, don't get me wrong, we've been stolen from, as every country, like back then, they came, they stole, they did. But now we're in a space where I can take back what was stolen. I shouldn't say quotes. Take those air marks off. It's nah, it's like, no, quotes yeah. for me because
0: it's like, yeah. listen, listen, listen. I get it, right? We can be mad. We can yeah. be frustrated because Americans or white people have everything, mm. right? But, like, that's how it works. Like, that's how conquering works, right? I always tell people when they come to me with, like, the slave reparations. By the way, this is the most unpopular opinion I have. But <laughs> um, like when people come to me about like slave reparations and things like that, I'm like, yo, I get it. Like We were slaves for 400 years. That shit was terrible. It was the worst thing that could have happened. Totally understand, right? But like Attila the Hun did not offer a damn thing to the Mongolians after he took over, bro. He just slaughtered them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like the fact that we can even voice our opinion in the matter about how we were treated when we were taken over... Is already like millions of light years ahead of any other civilization before, right? Mm-hmm. Like Alexander the Great was out there conquering country after country and getting prizes for it, right? Christopher Columbus did what he was supposed to do. He left one country to go find something else. We were not as civilized as they were. So he ingrained this world with, with their culture, right? And now we have a chance to take it back you and like, be
1: back, do better. Yeah.
0: But we also can't keep, like, in my opinion, I feel like it would be worse if they turn around and they're like, you know what? We did you guys wrong for 400 years. We're going to give all you guys a bunch of money to make up for it, right? And now, in my head, like, the way that comes off to me is, damn, that means that any of my accomplishments from this point forward, they can always look back and be like, you only did that because we, we we gave back for the reparations thing. Oh, I and I don't know. want that. Like, I did this myself. Like, <laughs> the struggle. The struggle. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, you put me in the projects, and you're not going to come back with a, with a couple thousand talking about, now we got you out. Like, no, I got
1: out. <laughs> You know what I did this. I put my foot out this door. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like uh, we are in a, I, why would I do, why wouldn't I want white people on my show? Right. If I have someone like Ryan. That's what we're trying to educate. Yeah. We want to I mean, show them how cool we yeah. are. Like, <laughs> if I have someone like Ryan who's like, this is in my soul. I love this culture. I love it. Why would I have to say, no, I don't want you in this show? Like, you love our culture. You more enjoy, than some of us yeah, do. More, yeah. <laughs> clearly, when I had to work with like some writers <laughs> and actors, and I have to like educate them, he knew more about our culture than some of our actors who are Caribbean. And I just was like, why wouldn't I want this person in my show? Why wouldn't I want other uh, white people in the show if they are in, really enjoy the culture or they want to learn about the culture? Then obviously, this show is doing its job. Yep. This show is clearly doing its job, and if he brings his other little white friends along. That's cool, too, because now we're educating them. You know what? Maybe they'll leave a show and be like, oh, I want to go to to the Dominican. Or maybe they'll know it's the Dominican Republic and not the Dominican Dominican. Or maybe they'll wanna go to uh, Liberty and have roti and curry. Or maybe they'll wanna oh. go to the Jamaican restaurant that might have food that day.
0: Maybe maybe they'll and wake it. up and say, Maybe the heights aren't that dangerous. <laughs> and just come up and have some platanos. Let's not get too
1: brave. Let's like, <laughs> not like,
0: get too crazy, right? Like, have
1: you seen the joker? Maybe we can
0: hang out on Inwood. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: see, they're already going up the steps with the Joker. Yo, the they step. changed
0: the, the on maps. Like mm-hmm. if you go into Google Maps, it now says the Joker stairs. Oh my as a god. Landmark. Are you
1: serious? Yeah,
0: the, it says the Joker stairs as a landmark. Ah. The I feel
1: now. like that's just like that yeah. hurt
0: like that hurt for that's a second so like, yo.
1: <laughs> like
0: it, my boy came down he wanted to go visit the stairs like I said he's a motivational speaker so he wanted to like run out go see the stairs do some like stuff from there he's like "Yo, where is it and I'm
1: and I think that's just so wrong to do like that you told me you educated me on this because would we be changing the Empire State Building if he was in? You know, would be calling the Joker State Building. Would we? But we took something that we had a cultural neighborhood. It's just like if you went down to Liberty in in, in Richmond Hills in front of Singh's Roti Shop and we threw I don't like we threw the Joker there. It'd be, yeah, it's we it's took a weird... away a culture. We took away a little bit of our boroughs. We gentrification was right there at that moment. Yep. and that is a they literally took away. They're not calling it anything else. They could have called it. Anything, anything else that represented the Bronx, but they called the joker stairs. Yeah.
0: But um, as we come to an end, I don't want to keep you here all day as much as I love talking to you. Um, what, are, what are three things that anybody watching um, can take away from like your experiences? So like three things you dealt with to figure out how to get to that point where you're like, no, I definitely want to produce shows no matter how much work this is, no matter what side hustle jobs I got to figure mm-hmm. out to be able to stay afloat until this works. Like what are some the, the three things that you dealt with to to get to that point?
1: Uh, that I dealt with, or, or like I...
0: three things that you feel like anybody should be like prepared to like.
1: Okay, always <laughs> always be prepared for the bumps. They're the bumps. they're there, but don't be too prepared because you're gonna drive yourself crazy and have anxiety. Use your resources. I know, like I said, whatever job you're at, find a resource in that job. If you are the janitor in a school. If you are, just find some sort of resource that you can use. Not even per se the school itself, or if the mop could be your resource, (laughs) use it as some sort of thing that can help you. There is a resource in everything we do. And I I only learned that during the show. And I, I wish I had knew that back then. But there is a resource in every single thing that we do. Even if it is the most boringest job, even if the job seems so dead end, there is some sort of resource. You just have to open your eyes to see it. Wow. Look for it. Find it. But it's there. It is there. Trust me. I I don't care what anybody tells you. (laughs) If you're in a call center, there's a resource in that call center. There's some friend who's doing something in the call center who's doing something, who's doing something that you could be a part of. Or,
0: I mean, I met the lead editor of this show when I was working at an electronics store. So, like,
1: there is a resource. I
0: mean, that and that built a relationship where, like, I can't imagine asking anybody else to do any editing for me.
1: And even (coughs) in the electronics store, you could learn how to use the electronics. Even if you're not using it, exactly, you can learn how to use it. There's always a resource in everything you do. It may seem minuscule what you do, but trust me, if you look at it like this is just a part of a bigger plan, you can use that. So, that I definitely tell people, I now say that use your resources in any way, form. Um, Preparing for the bumps, they're there. Just be prepared. Wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. <laughs> wear a helmet. Um, I mean, Don't actually wear a helmet. It's going to be weird. <laughs> we're, I mean, wear the, the mental helmet. The mental helmet. I
0: see you walking on the street and, with a script okay. in your hand with a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, wear the mental helmet. Uh, my third one is, I I would say go on vibes. Always on vibes. trust your gut. This working for you so far. Trust like, your gut. we had
0: an amazing cast. Like, yeah. Usually when I work in a group like that, like there's always some sort of odd altercation, right? Like, there's always a, a weird, like, bad energy moment. Even if it just passes, everybody gets over. It, but, like, there's always that one moment. With this, maybe I wasn't around enough or whatever, but, like, I never felt that, right? Like, I never looked at anybody and was like, ah, oh, they don't look like they're getting along. Like,
1: <laughs> we, had it in, we had it in the second show, and not that bad, but, like I said, everything always weeded itself out. Like, yeah. they always, like, oh, we're not going to come back. Like, it, the people that didn't need to be in the show always weeded themselves out. So my thing is have faith. I mean, I, you know, I believe in Jesus, and I, I, I have faith in a higher power. So I put my trust in that. Because what else can I put my trust in? Honestly, I was created by something higher. So in my my I was created by something higher. So that's all I can put my trust in. So have faith and go with your gut. Go with your gut.
0: I like it. I like it.
1: And if your gut says, ah, you know what? Your gut can say, this person is a great writer. He's going to put me onto the next level. But if your gut says, ah, there's something a little off, trust it. Always trust the gut. Because in the end, it's always right.
0: Always trust your gut, especially yeah. when you're hungry.
1: <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
0: so um, how can people keep up with you or like get in touch with you if, if somebody watches and they want to ask you more about like what it's like producing stuff? How can they reach out? Well, <laughs>
1: let me tell you. Uh, you can find us at, at Don't Pass the Peppa on Instagram. And uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty personable. Jordana and last name Prasad. I'm not, you know, I don't bite. Sometimes I do. Um, And I'm always looking for actors, new actors, new Caribbean actors, people that love the culture, that really just want to. And I'm looking for Haitians, man. You know, Haitians are scarce in the acting world.
0: I know a couple of them actually. i can get you set up.
1: Yeah, okay. I need some Haitians. I need some. You know, I need some other islands. Like, not you know, Bayesians would be nice. Uh,
0: f- I don't even know how many islands are in the
1: Caribbean. A like, lot. I'm
0: second generation.
1: There fam. is so <laughs> many. So, I know man. all the
0: major ones.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, we'll educate you. We'll educate you. Yeah, I'm
0: sticking around because I need to learn all of this.
1: We'll educate <laughs> you. We're gonna Caribbean him here. We're gonna yeah. take him to I'm we'll gonna take you to every island. We're gonna go.
0: I'm with it. We out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought some today. I would have brought some curry chicken roast. You could oh have, my it. God, you God. Can have been had it We have had it today.
0: That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Part two, part two, guys. Part two. Part, part two, we'll do dinner, you know. Dinner in Washington Heights and dinner in Richmond Hill. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm with that. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> All
0: right, cool. Well, I want to thank you for coming out here. I know uh, it was about to start snowing for whatever reason. And then you just, have, like, stopped. You're have a squall. Yo, well, the first time that I saw that, like, pop up as a notification on my phone, I was like, what, what is this?
1: What kind what of tornado, this? Is? Is this a, we having a tornado? What does this even mean? How how
0: alerted am I supposed to be? It says squall. It doesn't even sound dangerous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, Cool. Um, Thank you. Definitely. Thank you to all of our sponsors for uh, kicking it with us and believing in the show. Um, We appreciate it. And thank you guys for tuning in. Hope that you get inspired some way and appreciate you guys watching. Peace.